You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It's your GM, David Forrest, joining us here on the field. And day off after taking two out of three from a team that was over 500. I mean, everything had to feel a little better going into that day off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We had, a, you know, we had a chance to sweep a series. We, we came up a little bit short on Wednesday, but uh, pitched really well for three days in a row against a good club. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to go into an off day with a little bit of positive momentum. And we were showing everybody before the game how the team, after a day off, good series, working hard, doing PFPs with the pitchers, seeing everybody take infield. And we were trying to explain, like, you know, it's really good for teams to do this, to stay sharp. Because one of the things, and we talked to Mark Kotze about this earlier today, one of the things that you've definitely noticed about the team your infield defense has gotten better and more athletic. Have you seen that? Yeah. I mean, I, it's certainly the personnel helps. But, uh, look, there's no shortage of work going on, whether it's, you know, starting with the coaching staff down to the players. I mean, you come out here any any day before a, before a day game, early at 2 o'clock before a night game. There's guys out here working. Um, and I know I saw the schedule for today. I know the pitchers were all out here. They're doing what they call the circus drill um, to make sure that, yeah, after an off day you kind of, shake off the cobwebs and get that work in and i say it and i don't really say it on this show it's always on the post game show when i gotta deal with the fans calling in and i go hey listen if it when a team has a rough record especially at this time of the year it's kind of is what it is if they weren't working hard then you could bag on them right but these guys and we try and show them look these guys are working there you know what you don't know how hard they're working out in the gym we get to see that and what they're doing in the cages back there i mean no matter what the record is your team under mark kotze continues to bust it for sure for sure and i don't you know surprise i I, usually i don't hear the fans calling in after you don't listen This is David, first-time caller, long-time listener. Um, so I don't know what you know what their criticisms are. Please don't, are. don't listen. It's fair. Um, but no, like you said, you cannot cannot criticize this group for their work, for their energy, how hard they're playing, um, how you know how much they want to compete, and those are those things are really important when you're dealing uh, when you're dealing with young players, when you're dealing with a group that isn't succeeding every night, and, and Mark has made sure of that. Yeah, and it's, uh, it is fun to watch, though, when there's a little pep in the step and knowing how hard these guys are working. And now you got the Astros coming to town, and not only do you have the Astros, you'll have them again on the road. I know everybody wants to crown the Yankees, and we're acting like the season's over and the Yankees are going to win everything, but this team over here is a very complete team. When you guys prepare for it, what do you see? Man, you see a, a deep starting pitching staff. I mean, they're six deep in the rotation. Uh, you see, you know, you see the usual suspects, Altuve and, and Bregman uh, and Tucker. But, I mean, the guy in the middle, Alvarez, you make the argument he's the MVP. It's as great a season as Aaron Judge is having. Um, we just saw Judge for three games, and he's great. I, I don't want to face anybody in the league uh, less than I want to face Jordan Alvarez. And that guy, Verlander, is still around. I, it's, it's unbelievable. It is. It's it, unbelievable. And, you know, we're happy to miss him this, uh, this series. And I think if it lines up right, we'll <laughs> miss him the next series too. But, 
Uh, I mean, I watch the guy on TV, and I, it's like a recurring nightmare. I cannot believe this guy <laughs> is still out there doing it. I mean, it was 10 years ago he was out there on this field against us doing it in the playoffs. Game and, fives. Uh, yeah, so, no, he's, he's incredible. He is. He's absolutely <laughs> incredible. But, um, you know, it's y- y- I-, I think at this point, I think certain teams can learn, don't you think, when they play teams like this? Like your team can learn to see, okay, what are these guys doing, how they handle their business? For sure, for sure. And we've kind of traded places with them. I mean, you talked oh, to yeah. some of the people in the front office there, remember what it was like in 14-15 when they really struggled and watched us said the same thing. I mean, I think it was 2014 we had a year where we went like 17-2 and two against them or whatever it was. Um, so these things are cyclical, but but absolutely, you look across the diamond uh, at how Dusty handles it, what James Click in their front office has done to kind of add to the core that was already there when he got the job as general manager. And uh, yeah, you have to sort of just admire admire that club. You know, you were um, oh, there we go. All right, you 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 were handed a baton from Billy Bean that I know that it's just it's not a. It's not fair, and I know I did this for years with Billy on 95.7 The Game and all the different shows that we did, but for some reason, people want to ask player personnel people about ballpark. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, and the problem back then for Billy was there was, there, there was no Cavill because Crowley, and I don't want to get too inside, but the yeah. old president didn't want to talk about it, so everybody, they only had access to Billy, so let's ask Billy. And now I notice you've done some interviews now, and you get asked about it. How tough is that? I actually did this pie where I show the fans. I'm like, this is the A's business, and this is Dave. This is David Force's response. The rest of the pie is not your. That's right. not your responsibility. How tough is that for you when you get asked these questions? And it's not your department. Yeah, I mean it's not. And Dave, look, Dave has his hands full, and he's handling it uh, on a you know minute to minute basis. It seems like so. I I get that it's. You know, I get that it's important. It's it's sort of the critical question around the organization right now, uh, and the fans have every right to want to know what's the latest, what's going on, and and it does in fact affect the baseball team. I mean, that's that's sort of uh, baseball 101. But it's ultimately like it is not in my purview, like which is fine. Like we we try and focus on the baseball team and the the system, the scouting, the player development, all these things that happen outside of the business of baseball. Um, and, and I let Dave handle it, and, and he's, you know, again, he's working his tail off. But, um, you know, I get it. I get, the, I get why the questions come to anyone who's out there speaking publicly on behalf of the team. People want to know. And to defend you, even though you don't need me to, but it's not like there's, like, this bank account and you're giving this blank check and do whatever you want. I mean, people to, need to understand there's well, – there's, Not to build a ballpark, that's for sure. <laughs> there's – when you talk about the – it's a business that we're dealing with and that you have parameters in, in what you're able to do at the big league level, the minor league level, and I think some people just think that there's just, like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, look, I, I appreciate – you know, you're defending us on a, on a daily basis. But I also get the, the fans don't want to hear that. I mean, they want to come out and watch baseball and, and not have to worry about that. That's what a lot of us want to do. We want to come out and watch watch the team play. So, uh, yeah, look, it's it's been the reality here, you know, since I got here, you know, and until we until we figure the situation out, it will be the reality. But I, I totally get that, you know, the people who come and, and pay money to be here, they just want to watch baseball. They don't want to hear about uh, the parameters and the ballpark and whatnot. Now, if I gave you an actual date, I bet you could have a game plan, a business proposal for me if I could give you a date. But the fact that you still 
have never been given a date. Yeah. Like shovels are going in the ground. I don't know, pick your 2028, 2027, whatever. You could then specifically say, okay, now this is what. But the fact you've never been given a date, so what do you do? Right. That's that's what makes it hard. And I, you know, I there was a an article in the Athletic. I spoke with Melissa Lockhart yesterday and kind of told her that exact thing that. Uh, because she asked me, what, what does the team look like the next couple of years? And I said, that's not an easy question to answer when you don't know, you know, what happens with the city of Oakland the next six months or, or, or beyond. So, again, you know, talk about things that fans really don't want to hear. Like, they, they want to, you know, see results and see, know where the team's going. Until there's an answer to that, it's just it's hard to say. I mean, that's why we sort of have been hand to mouth for so long, you know, 20 years just sort of one-year cycles of, of how well we can build this team. Um, so I don't know that that's going to change until until there's an answer. I thought the draft being pushed back, trying to make it a bigger event was a good idea. But now that we're a team that needs draft picks sooner than later, right, we're not you just using them to try and win here. We're going to yeah. need guys to come up here. I would much rather have a guy already picked – hopefully signed, right, slotting or whatever, and already starting to play or about to play and give them a little extra time. How do you feel now that we've done this for a while that the the draft's been pushed back to where the All-Star game is? Yeah, our biggest complaint from just a pure baseball development, you know, get guys to the big league standpoint is you, you lose a lot of time when you don't, you know, you don't have guys out there until essentially the end of July Um, because, like you said, by now in previous years, there'd be guys out there in A-ball already for two weeks if you have your draft June 6th, 7th, where it used to be. So that's the biggest complaint from a timing standpoint. There are other things where it's like, our, you know, our scouts spend a month from the end of the college and high school seasons with very little to do on the amateur side. Um, you know, the timing and the closeness to the deadline makes it difficult for yeah. uh, for front office. Didn't think about uh, that. I used to have an all-star break, and <laughs> now I don't. I mean, look, there are plenty of ways I can complain. <laughs> I also know that it was, like, the most widely viewed draft in, in MLB history last year because it was paired with the all-star break, and the TV numbers were great, and it was more an event than it had ever been. And if we're going to sit here and say we need to – make the game more popular and you know you're gonna have to make some sacrifices so i totally get it from mlb's end uh it presents some challenges and we just have to work with it but we are you know we're only a couple weeks away now excited to get uh 20 plus new players into the system and and get them moving because uh ultimately you know getting that system you know working and guys towards the big leagues is what we're here to do now, the international draft, I don't know a ton about it. I know that a new proposal has been sent from the player's side. There's the owner's side. they got to agree to it coming up here, I want to say, on the 25th. Uh, just a standpoint of the way you've been doing it versus now actually having a draft. I don't know how other teams feel about it. No one really knows. But from the A standpoint, would you like to keep the system the way it is, or would you actually like an international draft? I'd like to see a draft. I think I think it would do you know accomplish a lot of the things that the domestic draft has in terms of equal access to talent and uh, sort of standardizing bonuses and and getting rid of some of the some of the sort of wild west things that still exist. You know when you're signing players internationally. So I think there's a 
there's sort of an equalization that goes on when you have a draft, and we'd be in favor of it. We always have been. Uh, where, yeah, where it goes from these negotiations, I, I read the same thing that you did on Twitter today about the the proposal and counter proposal. So we'll we'll find out probably around the same time. Yeah, I think it. There's when you kind of read some of the stories, they're not the ones that get clicked the most. But there is a wild, wild west out there when you start talking about it's a globe. You got guys playing all over the world, right? And yeah. signing a guy from Japan is different from signing a guy in the Dominican or Venezuela. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and you still look, there's, you know, everybody has a pool and a set amount of money. It's not like, you know, it's not like 10 years ago when teams were spending hundreds of millions of dollars on players internationally and, uh, you know, racking up these luxury tax fines. It, it's been standardized. That said, there are still deals being made with players two and three years before they can sign and, and not not having equal access to see everybody in the Dominican. Venezuela is hard to get to, obviously, to scout because of the political climate. So there are a lot lot of things that could be helped by a draft. So this will be the last time we talk to you before the All-Star break. So now we'll head into the All-Star break. What do you want to see going forward from this team? What are you looking for? What, what, you know, not just wins, but obviously wins. But what do you want to see from this team in this, really the second half? Well, we've talked a little bit about sort of balancing the, you know, the roster spots between guys we want to evaluate and guys who can contribute now. And I think we'll continue to to play that balancing act. Um, Obviously, you know, once the All-Star break is over, you're 13 days away from the trading deadline. And, you know, we we expect to have a lot of conversations and we'll see how active we actually are. But that's going to be our focus once the draft is over. Um, and how that goes down will certainly shape our club for the last two months of the season. Obviously, Frankie going down is scary as heck. We know you're getting a lot of phone calls on him. I'm sure Paul Blackburn, who's going today, is somebody. Uh, Ramon Laureano's heating up. What do you expect from your team and your phones blowing up? What kind of activity do you think before the deadline? I think we're going to be open to everything. The way you know, the way we were starting last November, the way we were. Uh, in February when the lockout ended through spring training we just we need to be open uh, to opportunities and um, whether that whether that means adding adding talent through big trades small trades whatever it is I think we're going to work hard just to just to be open to listening how do you think Frankie's status is as we get closer I think Frankie's doing great I mean the, the MRI was positive he's feeling a little bit better each day um, obviously, Mark announced today that, that Zach Logue's going to take his spot in the rotation tomorrow, um, but we should know here in the next couple of days when he'll be ready to pitch again. Was that one of those? I know for me, like I came in from my studio, and my daughter called me over, and I came back and went, why is Austin Pruitt on the mound? What the? Is it just kind of one of those times or years where things just continue to happen? Yeah, I was, uh, I was in Vegas over the weekend watching the Aviators play and tried to go out to lunch Sunday afternoon before heading to the ballpark, just watch the game while I was sitting at lunch, and it's never a quiet moment. Never. <laughs> uh, any expectations for aviators, more aviators coming this way? Sure. Oh, you want specifics? Anybody. Any, <laughs> any. There, I promise you there will be more aviators here at some point. It's, it's kind of the way the game works. Yeah, I, I try <laughs> to tell people on the postgame show all the time, it's like you take it to a certain point, and then you start to see the movement. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at the lineup tonight, and we're a bunch of guys who were aviators at one point this year, so it'll keep happening. 
Well, we appreciate it. I would say have a nice uh, all-star break, but it sounds like you're going to be working. You know what? I'll be at the beach. I'll I'll, 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 I'll take care of a little rest time uh, for that, you. Whatever the date is that Wednesday. I think it's like the 20th. Think of me that day. That's my break. But you know what? That is your guys' time of the year, though, the draft. You guys love the, your It'll war room. Start, and you got all the names. We start Sunday morning. The interns are out there building the room right now, and we get started Sunday morning. We're all looking forward to it. Great stuff. It's the GM Show right here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.